Hello universe. I'm probably not as high as I need to be for this one. So good thing I brought some reinforcements in the form of both green and concentrate. process of putting out the new Spotify ad because what do you know Spotify's already run through the system into the top with the current ad and once it gets into my billboard of top downloads I uh, put up another one I figure that's a good rotational uh, refreshing of the Spotify kind and since Spotify is the only system that demands you have an intro episode well Spotify is the intro episode I put up the most often and really the only one I've done five times now. Well, six. I think this is the sixth one. But whatever. That's what I'm doing. And so I've got to pick some, uh, some adjectives to go with my Spotify ad. I'll let you into the back door of podcast posting because I don't know. Is there a back door? If there is one, it's certainly not locked, right? Pause. Okay. So this seems like a good time to introduce one concept I don't talk about a lot, but irritates the shit out of me, which is all the um, supervision, all of the logging of everything that we do. And the idea that somebody wants to go back and check all that shit out. Um, that's a legitimate concern that I never would have had 20 years ago. And now is one that literally sits at the top of my list of shit that I would change for the next generation 100%. You do not deserve this level of inspection. I don't care what you've been conditioned to think. Your privacy is one of the most important variables you have. Why do you think you show up in an individual meat suit? You're here to have the individual human being experience of a lifetime. Not to have somebody watching you do it. Whatever is being determined today is something that is legitimately lawful and abiding by the norms necessary to maintain your personhood and citizenry as a positive member of the community could change tomorrow. And the power that that gives other human beings, realize what I'm saying here. I'm saying the words other human beings, other than yourself, to your own Fulfillment and destiny on this planet? Well, I don't know if you're thinking things through. If you think anything of this nature is okay, none of it's okay. Just like nothing is okay when you diminish free speech. When I first realized that Windows had um, the capability to not just read my system, but to look into it and pull from it, <clears throat> that was a time of panic. There was an entity other than myself who could adjust and, um, and reset my system from afar. My system. It's like when the gaming systems were going to need to be sourced with constant power because they need to always be on. So they could watch you. People used to get fucking disturbed by this shit. Now it's like, oh, well, fucking let them watch them. I'm not doing anything except masturbating on my couch. Pause. And really, 
I'm not even doing that. So what do they even want to watch? And if they want to watch me masturbate on the couch, then that's their problem. I used to think like that. And I used to masturbate on the couch, but I don't do either things anymore. So I feel like if you want to see just how far the overreach has gotten, well, show up to any um, open mic comedy night and watch how much towing the line there is about what you can and cannot say that is offensive. In a room that is built to offend, there are now measures being taken, active measures being taken, to restrain offensive thought in America, the land of free speech. Well, I didn't set it up this way. As far as I'm concerned, the whole point of free speech is that there is then speech to be said against speech that is not civilized, not thought of as appropriate by the community. Why is it not appropriate? Well, let me tell you, because I've got the speech to use to say what it is that makes that inappropriate. My speech, my free speech, is better than their free speech, but their free speech is still free to be spoken at all times, forever and forever. I will just be here to tell you why my free speech is superior. But let them speak. Let them speak. How can we know they're inferior until they have spoken? <clears throat> and by all means, prove me inferior. Show me the superior line of thinking that I'm not currently undertaking so that I can ascend as an individual with the ability to think thoughts. Please do that for me. All right, I'm getting lost in stoner bubbles, so let me go get higher, then I'll at least stay in the same stoner bubble. Pause. All right, I'm paused. <clears throat> One of the things that, if you were to undertake such a frivolous undertaking as the undertaking that is this frivolity of undertaking, uh, and record yourself in a semi to somewhat daily capacity, let's say that you got... 400 plus episodes recorded over the course of two years. Say 450 even. So you're th uh, four times a week. If in... Wait, would that work out? That'd be, yeah, yeah, you're four times a week. Maybe occasionally a fifth time in a week. But if over the course of 730 days, you were to put 450 episodes of recorded material into the ether of internet space forever to be listened to by those who were still paying for their hosting. If you were that guy, one of the weird things about listening to older episodes is that you don't know things that you know now. Simple as that. You can hear yourself pontificating about things that you know aren't going to work out the way you're hoping they will work out in your pontification because you now know how they did work out and that's not how they're going to work out. So you hear yourself sounding fantastical or off base or whimsically over uh, optimistic, overly optimistic. You're... <clears throat> You're essentially forced to 
see the real you that is sitting there naively not fully emerged because the real you is about to be slapped like a piece of ham across the face of a, what, gila monster? Uh, sure. So with that little dose of cartoon reality, you understand that you, being the piece of ham in this particular situation, are just slappable meat hoping not to get hurt. But in the long run, you turn out to be nothing but slapped across the face of a gila monster, and in fact, you do get hurt. So if you're going to play that piece of ham for all time, it's a strange thing to go back and listen to. Because you know how you felt at the time. You know it was genuine. You just know it turned out to be wrong. Well, that might be the only slight downside. And I say slight because coming to terms with your overly optimistic side is one way to stop feeling so much distraught sensibility in this world. Yeah, 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 it's also a way to lose your romantic idealism. I get that. But I don't know what's worth more. Your romantic idealism or a sober dose of reality? Well, anybody picking sober reality uh, has never tripped on mushrooms. I know that. Pause. Okay. Maybe now is a good time to talk about the drug other than marijuana. Well, the other, the, okay, the four other drugs other than marijuana that are worth your time. Those being MDMA, real, the real shit, like actual ecstasy, not whatever Molly is. Um, acid, but only if you've tried mushrooms and are ready for something that's even face-meltingly more fun. And also, double uh, down on loss of ability to do anything but go with the ride. Like, you really have to be mentally stable to get down the acid train if you're jumping from mushrooms to acid. Okay, so those three. And then the fourth is any of those three in combination. Plus, of course, marijuana. I don't really, I mean, I've never taken peyote, so I can't speak to that. I've never taken heroin, so I can't speak to that. I've never taken PSP that I know of, so I can't speak to that. So of the drugs that I highly recommend you can just avoid, the only two I can really speak to, because I've taken them and they fucking suck, cocaine and, uh, and uh, what's the dirty one? And meth. Those two drugs are fucking gross. They are nothing but feel addicted to uh, substances to the point that you feel like you have to have more, but you don't even know why because you're not even enjoying getting high. At least for me, that's what it was like. So, when I think about taking mushroom chocolates today, I don't have any MDMA. I haven't had MDMA in 20 years, but I don't have any uh, anything else other than weed. So it would just straight up be the mushroom chocolates experience. So what I'm actually thinking is, have I been taking too much mushroom chocolates? But then, of course, as soon as I think that, I think, well, or am I not taking enough? So here's my thought. I've never taken more than one of these chocolate bars. And I've never really microdosed on them either. So since I have two chocolate bars, what if today I were to take... A quarter of a bar. 
or a half a bar, one or the other. In other words, what I would consider a microdose. And then next week on Saturday, take the flip-flop of whatever I don't take today. And I'm thinking I should probably, well, I don't know, do you hit your tolerance at 50% and then come back down to 25? After a week, your tolerance should reset anyway, so it really doesn't matter. Anyway, the point is, then in the third week, which would be two weeks before Christmas, take a bar and a quarter and see if I, in fact, haven't been taking enough. And that way, I can get two microdosing experiences, a quarter bar and a half bar. Let's say those turn out to be the most fun of all. Let's say the quarter bar turns out to be, by far, the best dose. Well, then I'll have learned that. I can pick up a couple more bars and have eight sessions worth of fun ready to go. Or let's say I discover that a bar and a quarter was by far the only experience worth having. Well, then I know that I need to go buy two bars and try that next. See what I'm saying? I feel like since I've been rather casual with my mushroom chocolate experimentation up to this point, well, maybe what I really owe the medium is a deliberate scientific approach to dosing and the enjoyment therein. So today, I'm 95% committed to taking some mushroom chocolates and fucking around and listening to music and doing that kind of thing. But I could also save that for tomorrow and do some laundry today. You never know. With as much laundry as I can pile up, laundry is always an option. But with as much mushroom chocolates as I've got piled up, that has to be an option too. And since I've already done my workout today, which did not go as easily as it did the last time, mostly because I don't think I've been eating well, but we'll have to see. Definitely did not enjoy feeling like I was less strong today than I was on Wednesday, but no doubt about it. All right, nobody gives a shit about this, so why am I talking about it? Because it's my podcast, it's all my fault, and I get to do whatever I want because I get to blame myself in the long run for everything that happens. So, my bad. Pause. And <clears throat> I realized that I lied two podcasts ago or three or maybe even four when I said this is the last time I'm ever going to talk about this stuff again. I got to tell you, uh, the last time I'm ever going to talk about it maybe in a capacity that is official but to think that this cosmic connection has somehow come to some full circle organizational point of I'm okay with it all now, or I understand it now, or now, now I get it. No, now I just walk on by, walk on by. Well, no. I mean, no. Unfortunately, fuck. It doesn't go that way. Or it isn't going that way. And... Uh, whatever I've done to overwhelm this person, I feel horrible about, no matter how you want to look at it, even if I think I'm in the right. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I never want to bring anybody any angst in their life, and clearly I've done that. And for that, I am the most sorry. And in part, why I will cease even following up with the Home Depot about any of this. I don't care. That was just... That was as much a job as working at Baskin-Robbins in high school was a job. In other words, getting fired from either one was not going to make my life all that much different, as I proved by getting fired from both of them. Not this time, but one time I did get fired from the Home Depot. A while ago. 
<clears throat> I was late like 400 times to maybe 450 shifts. So I would have fired my ass two years before they did it. Well, I started two years before that. So I would have fired my ass probably about month five. But they waited until month 24. They waited until December 23rd. I'll give them that. I just, if you're going to do it on the 23rd, isn't it more fun to do it on Christmas Eve? I, I don't know. Would have made for a better story. But they decided to do it on the 23rd. So, having now quit the Home Depot twice and been fired from the Home Depot once, I can tell you I'm not going to be working for the Home Depot ever again. So really, that's not a big loss. But the idea that all this, like the whole sobbing incident in the bathroom now, is that just because I knew that I was in the final stages of never talking to this person again? And how do I psychically know that? <laughs> like, how is that fucking on the table when it's still 77 hours from occurring? You see what I mean? Like, I don't care who you are. If you're having psychic connections with other people in this universe, well, you have to wonder why the fuck they're happening. Even when it's my mom, I wonder why the fuck it's happening. But when it's somebody else, somebody unknown, somebody who's literally only been in your life for 15 months, who the fuck is that person? So you start wandering and you start thinking, okay, well, who the fuck is that person? How can I be psychically connected to somebody like that? Either A, it is a connection across time, and there is some level of energetic flow that's happening that I can't pin down or even maybe comprehend in this reality of 3D time and space. But what's the point of that? That's just, that's as much as having dreams about people. Where are you going to take it? And then there's the possibility that there is some huge galactic Star Wars conspiracy going on and the Pleiadians and the Arcturians are down here to help the, the Xanadus fight over the Princess Leia's to get to the Chewbacca's or whatever, right? Some silliness of sci-fi insanity. And this person and I are somehow in the same bubble of Pleiadian shipwrecked lost travelers on 8675309 Earth. Well then, why would she reject me with such forthright division. So if I'm somehow abrasive to her, why do I feel so much cross-connection of I would take a bullet for this person? Like, again, I just am left with so many uncertainties, none of which are going to get answered, or nor deserve to be answered. I, I don't pretend that I want life to be answerable. But these questions I've never experienced before. Like I said, playing the role of the villain? Me? How? Like, why? In what way have I had ill intent toward anybody? Okay, yeah, I did. Cheat on all of my ex-girlfriends. I cheated on all my ex-not-girlfriends. I cheated on everybody I ever told them I wasn't going to cheat on. Not that I even said I had to necessarily say I'm not going to cheat on you, I would just cheat on you anyway, but I, 
I mean, that, there's that, okay? But then, what else? Right. So is this all because of that? Because I really loved meeting the next person as much as anything else in this universe? Probably. Maybe. It certainly wasn't my most honorable stand-up-ish trait. But had I been a little less... Um, mm, dishonorable with the whole proceeding, maybe there would have been more room for me to grow and take something of true value from all of that instead of just things that could have been better. I don't know. I'm not one to ever claim I had the righteous point of entry here, but I really am having trouble finding fault at what I did to create the abrasion. I just think the abrasion was foretold, was unavoidable, and no matter how I played it out, was going to be either uh, emerging from within me or a uh, necessary foregone conclusion for our interaction between us. At least that's where I'm at now. But why do you even have to think about this kind of stuff at this point in life? I was shut off from this even happening. How did I let it happen? Well, I'm not saying I'll let it happen again. That's one weird thing about today's male landscape. You can close yourself off from women and not really fucking care. There's not a whole lot of loss there now. Because the virtual space of sexual titillation is overwhelming. At 54, I don't have a whole lot of get-close-to-me time left. And frankly, I don't really have a whole lot of it to give. I have other things that are way more important going on. So, I knew this. I knew this before last year. And somehow I still fell into this trap like a, like a bumbling bear. Well, maybe I'll see what the honey over here tastes like. Oh, bump, bump, it's, it, it, there, that's not even honey, that's vinegar. Oh, and now I'm in this trap. Oh, God damn me, I'm a fucking bumbling bear. <sighs> I mean, that's as good an explanation as anything. <sighs> well, let's see if I can go find something. Oh, you know what? I did. I had. Do I want to go get those notes? No, not really, because they're on personhood. Okay, personhood is a is a fascinating concept. What makes somebody a person isn't as easy a question as you think to answer. And the more you look into it, the more you think, what does actually make somebody a person? When? Do, what is personhood versus an individual? And by personhood, I mean, is an android a person? Well, your gut instinct of no means where do you draw the line? At what point could an android become a person? That is a question worth pondering. And I think most people have pondered. That AI stuff with, um, with Google is spooky. It makes you think, 
how much of a robot might you be? The reverse question is almost more interesting. Not what makes something a person, but is personhood even a valid observation? Or are we just androids who think more of ourselves than really is legit? I'm going to pause and go smoke some weed on that one. See, to me, personhood is, it, it's almost a community designation that you are of value in just your existence as a member of the community. We give, we grant personhood. It's something that's established by being uh, one of us or something like that. And yeah, that's the golden goat getting goatier and goldener. Goldener? Maybe goldener. Ah, golden goat. But after that, it looks like we're going to hit the purple train wreck. So don't be surprised if this gets sloppy. And I mean sloppy. Um, so, okay, so as an individual, you have, okay, uh, I have the indivisible right to liberty, uh, justice, and the pursuit of happiness, or whatever the fucking shit is, right? Um, yeah, that's starting to establish personhood. You're giving yourself, uh, a, an, a pile of, of credibility because you exist. That pile of credibility is the right to pursue Liberty, happiness, and masturbating on the couch, or whatever the fuck it is, right? So, you you walk into this, you're you're granted this, and then you see, oh wait, but it's tenable, meaning I can lose my personhood because those guys over there in that what we call prison don't look like their personhood's all that intact. Good point. In fact, personhood is, in my estimation at least the kind of um, sliding scale that is always being built or torn down by the community around you and by your actions therein. Um, your, your, your election to the Senate grants you way more personhood than your election to the Steck Elementary PTA Board. Both actually up your personhood slightly I'm assuming that by the time you're being elected to the Senate, you had a whole well of personhood gained to get there. But it's just as easy to lose your personhood when you're caught with gold bars in your jacket pocket or you accidentally sleep with one of the students that is 13. These things will naturally take whatever personhood was gained in the ascension to the Senate and PTA board away rather quickly. Well, unless you're Menendez, and then maybe that actually gold bars in your pocket thing works out better for you. I don't know. There's some kooky shit going on in Washington. But the idea that your personhood does not exist if you're mechanical seems patently obvious. Except what about a true human being isn't just reductive, mechanical, reactionary behavior. Well, it's all that shit going on in your head, right? I mean, that's where real personhood lives. It's not being granted by your community. That's more like citizenry or status or esteem or 
You can't tell me that guys in prison don't still have personal thoughts of prosperity. I bet they do. They think of all the great ways they're going to achieve this, this, and that just as soon as they can get out from underneath this current circumstance. To me, that seems like their personhood is well intact. Because what your mind has, nobody can take away. Not yet, at least, that I know of. While maybe they can put that shit in there, I'm starting to wonder. Fucking CIA. Make me wonder all sorts of shit. But your personhood is that which you know is uniquely you. It's why you're here. You arrived with it. It's what proves this isn't just a roll of the dice. You came in already having predilections and knowledge. It's what you can't help but leak through the veil that is constructed to keep you ignorant of your previous selves here on planet Earth. None of this human experiment can work if we realize that life is uh, transferable, which it is, but the consequence of 3D reality has to come with the permanence of death. Otherwise, none of this is growth. It's just, well, let's go do that again. And bringing one <laughs> one stained life into the next, well, it can send you into a place of entrapment here on Earth. And <clears throat> as much as anything, if you've listened this far, you're 20, almost 26, no, you're more than 26 minutes in, because there's an intro three-minute blurb or something that I know I'm going to tack on to this. So whatever time scale you're currently undertaking, as a human, each second that ticks by feels both massively important and completely not worth noticing. Because in the end, it's just every next second that is your opportunity to change anything you don't like about what's going on with you. But if you let enough seconds tick by, eventually you'll just come to be okay with the things that you don't like about yourself. You'll learn to live with them. You'll learn to have coping mechanisms. You'll learn to be something other than the best version of yourself. And in some ways, why I wanted to stand up and say, this is wrong is because I do feel like I've been one of the best versions of myself for years, at least five, six years. So to have this hmm, stumble pop up like a whack-a-mole game, well, it's a test of character on all levels. Because there's so many different ways I can react here. But the reaction that keeps coming back to me saying, this is the best way to go. Is to just move on. I hold no grudges. Never have. I have no malice. I don't know revenge because nothing has ever crossed my path severe enough to let that calculation exist. And I care about everybody. 
and I care about some of the people involved in this little conundrum more than I care about myself. Well, as much as. Which is a fucking lot. Two of them specifically. And if that's the way my drama is supposed to unfold, well, it keeps the comic book worth turning pages. I'll say that much. Especially since now we're going into the diamond light. What the hell could that mean? And do any of these people even have a life plan on the other side? Do I anymore? Do I even want one anymore? These are the questions that I think are worth your day. And if you've lived your life in a way that you know your actions speak for themselves as kind, understanding, forgiving, and ultimately caring, well then, <sighs> why not just let other people sort out what they had here that didn't work out? I did everything I could to show people the best of themselves. Some people just aren't willing to look and believe that that's who they are. So, I will move on. I will find the people I'm supposed to find. I found one of them. Now, where's the other two? I thought I'd found two of them, but I've only found one. I'll find the other two. And together... Oh, wait. Have I found three? No. They don't count. Whatever. I'm on my own journey, just like you. I know what I have to do. And I know what the pieces on the board look like now. To have gotten that far in 2023 is way further than I would have thought I'd have gotten. So whatever emotional upheaval this year has forced upon me ultimately was worth it. And in the long run, seriously, emotional upheaval. I'm a white, middle-class American male. It's like, it's like you got on the teacup ride. Ooh, ooh, do they swirl around? Oh, you, you can actually swirl the cup yourself? Oh my God, I think I'm going to get on this ride. Because I get a little nauseous on that tilt-a-whirl. 